0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: Change is good. Creating late season intrigue is good. Creating more games that count is good. The NBA Play-in Tournament is good. LeBron is just a crabby old man now. Coquel, hit the open.
0: On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live, presented by FAU MBA and Sport
2: Management Programs. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up.
0: From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: LeBron, 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 lighten up, man. Lighten up. I know things aren't going the way you wanted them this season. I know you've been hurt. I know your team's not very good. But if you have to play a couple extra games... Just lighten up. Don't be so miserable. Ken LeVick alive. That's me. And it's ironic I'm telling someone else not to be miserable. He's Coquel, and he's with me, wallowing in my misery every hour, 12 to 1 here Monday through Friday on ESPN (laughs) 106.3. Is our show over yet? We are in the Anna Jarrett Levine Accident Attorney Studios, Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off. A steaming hot intracoastal. This is too much. It's too much. It's uncomfortable. The air is heavy. And uh, my small little petite body can't handle any of this.
3: Speaking of, yeah, your The pool is 82 at my house. Really? We don't have a heater. It finally got up to 82. So my little, uh... Kids who are, you know, they it, when it's too cold, bougie, kids, it's too cold for them. When it was seventy eight, bro, it's comfortable for them to swim now. So
1: I used to, uh, before we talk about LeBron here and his gripe about the play in tournament, when I was in grade school and going through those seven a.m. swim lessons in April in Chicagoland. And you get to the pool, and it's like 47 degrees, and the instructors are like, all right, jump in. Uh, Let's do our exercises. Let's dive to the bottom of the pool. And it's freezing, and you don't want to get out of the pool because if you get out of the pool, you feel like you're going to die now. If the water is below 75 degrees, I have a towel on. I won't get in. I'll ease my way in. You know how you get to your midsection and you got to kind of dip a little bit, kind of give the the dip and, uh, and get past that threshold. I am
3: pathetic. I mean, I am absolutely pathetic now. My kids are saying it was 78 last week and they were crying to me. It was too cold. Me who never had a pools. I like made friends with people based off of if they had a pool. Pool availability. Yeah. yeah. Then they're, they're complaining oh, their pool. Man. In the backyard is too cold. Uh,
1: I, I and, just I don't think anyone who grew up down here knows what I'm talking about. Anybody who grew up in New York, anybody who no. grew up in Chicagoland, knows about the April swim lessons where it was like 50 degrees at 7 a.m. and it was just miserable. And your
3: parents are like, "I don't give a damn. I paid for this. Get in the pool." Yeah, you get in. Uh, get yeah. in. You're a parent now. Uh, now you now you should just understand. It's just awful. Real quick, and I know we got. I guess we got to get to LeBron and not up my pool, but um. <laughs> Besides the midsection area, the armpit area is really Mm -hmm. rough for me. I can get up to like just below my man boobs, and then I got to drop down fast because the armpit area is sensitive. That's a
1: great point because there are levels to that whole thing. There are your legs; it goes for the ocean as well. Okay, so it's the feet, and then you can get past the calves area. But it's as soon as it gets to the well, we shouldn't mince words here. Like the junk, like that's you got to dip. You dip a little bit, and you adjust, and you. You sort of, your body retches
3: a bit and then you're good.
1: But you're right, once it gets to the nipple area, then that's round two. Of the entire thing, is it the
3: nipples? I always felt there was more my armpits.
1: No, I think, well, I think it's the same general region, but there's some sort of sensory experience. Do you have there. sensitive nipples. Ken? I do. I definitely do. And so they need easing. <laughs> they need to be eased into the cold pool experience. That's
3: what I have to do before every show. For <laughs> <laughs> eases nipples. It makes me comfortable.
1: Um, but then once you're past that, it's okay. But it takes sometimes a long time to get past that. Um, but yeah, I'm a big wuss with the pool. So congratulations on your eighty degree pool no issues with your nipples uh, with that Good. so congrats Good. you've earned that LeBron I I know that when things are great for LeBron he talks himself up as as big as as anybody he's the king I'm the best yes I've got these championships yes LeBron's earned it best ever he is I mean some would argue that not me uh you would argue that I know because you're pro LeBron through thick and thin But the thing about LeBron, when things aren't going well, is he turns into such a whiny little baby. And he turns into such a deflector. And the excuses go flying. And that is what we're seeing now with LeBron James. And I know we're late to this party, but Coquel and I got caught up uh, in all things drafting Aaron Rodgers yesterday. So now we're just getting around to this. But let's revisit Sunday night. LeBron James with the Lakers struggling and they are they are threatening to uh, be placed into the play-in tournament. Uh they are only uh, at this point a game up of the 7 seed in the Western Conference. Like the play-in tournament is a legitimate thing that they may have to get into to even make the field of 8 in the Western Conference. This was Krabby LeBron on Sunday night.
4: Well, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if I'm not, uh, you know,
3: 100% close to 100%, it don't matter, you know, where we land, you know, so, um, you know, that's my mindset. And, um, you know, if this happens to, uh, we end up at 6th or 5th or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that thing is, wh- whoever came up with that sh- uh, need to be fired, um, but whatever. I, I, I'm prepared wherever
1: we land. I'll be prepared for it. But oh, that play-in tournament! Whoever came up with that bleep should be fired. He is—he's so frustrated, and I get it. He's been banged up. Uh, the Lakers are not playing well. They have plummeted down the standings. But if the Lakers sat one, two, three in the West, there's no way he has any thoughts about the play-in tournament.
3: He doesn't care. He wouldn't have an angle to it. He wouldn't be griping about He'd it. He'd be happy because the eight seed would be tired from playing an extra round of the playoffs, basically.
1: Well, it's an extra, at most, two games. So I don't even want to hear that it's an extra round. Like, I extra get it. three games, right? Because if
3: they go, don't you have to win no, two? No, no,
1: no, no, it's seven The seven and the eight play. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the loser plays the winner of 9-10, and whoever wins that moves on to uh, the postseason. So it it's something that I think is interesting, and there's no doubt that it, brings intrigue where there previously wasn't to the late stages of the regular season we're already seeing that with Steph possibly involved with the Warriors what if it's Warriors Lakers as the uh 7-10 or even the 8-9 like or the 7-8 in the in the 9-10 like that's
3: legit that's Awesome. Just getting Steph in a playing game, do or die, or Dame Lillard oh. in a playing game, do or die. Yeah. We're going to see those guys in those games. Yeah. Maybe even facing each other. That may be the best NBA game of the year. Right. You're getting a game seven with two of your stars in yeah. that case. Well, I, I honestly, I'm going to say I don't see
1: a, a an, any sort of downside to the playing in the NBA. And I think this is something that's going to stick. And you go back to last year as we were about to resume the bubble. Resume the season in Orlando, LeBron said. Oh yeah, I think the plan's a good idea to get some of these teams a chance to get regular season games under their belt and play their way into the playoffs. But he said that because his team was already going to be in the playoffs, of course. I mean, it's just it, it, LeBron's excuse making is as elite as his play is sometimes. It,
3: it never fails. It never fails when things are not going this his way. I don't think this is, excuse me. I think LeBron just gets caught up in being the voice of the NBA, and then when his real opinion comes out, sometimes it's not necessarily matching up with the voice of the NBA. During the bubble, they needed that excitement to bring the NBA back, bring sports back, and get everybody paid, because he knows that they needed to reach a certain number of games for the TV contracts to kick yeah. in. And that's where that playing game really mattered, that tournament. So he wanted his money, and the league wanted their money. So LeBron was the voice of the league. Well, I got, now he's the voice of LeBron because he's got his yeah. ring and he's good. Well, I got the news. I, I got news for LeBron. I don't think the play-in tournament's going anywhere.
1: Mark Cuban can complain about it all he wants. LeBron can complain about it all he wants. It's awesome. The play-in tournament is awesome, and it's going to bring good ratings. And what a warm-up that is for when we actually get into the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs. I think it's excellent. Uh, it, it's so much better than... Uh, you know what's pointless is the round of 68, the the games leading into the round of 64 at the NCAA tournament. That's such a blatant money grab. The NBA, this is a money grab while also it bringing intrigue to the proceedings. That's good. There's been a lot of whining and complaining about rule changes and structure changes in sports lately. Uh, whether it's the play-in tournament, whether it's the seven-inning doubleheaders in baseball, whether it's starting runners on second and extra innings... Ooh! the sanctity of the game. This isn't the game I grew up on. This isn't like when we played stickball on the streets of Brooklyn. This isn't like that. Like Just the old man whining. Old people, ha- I'm telling you, Coquel and Evan took calls on this after um, the uh, Five to six. Madison Baumgartner no-hitter that wasn't because it was seven innings. I mean, the, the amount of Social Security receivers that called in, to evan cohen to complain about this isn't my baseball i want to go back to the days of Gehrig and mantle i mean it was embarrassing you've got to start living in 2021 okay um the nfl going to 17 games the additional playoff team with only one team having a buy or even the nhl now three on three in overtime a shootout uh, for the win. Old-school hockey people don't like that because they believe in ties. Wait, hockey goes three-on-three? Three-on-three in overtime. That's fun. It's awesome. I, why didn't anyone tell me? Everything the NHL has done from three-on-three three in the All-Star game with teams and a bracket to three-on-three three in overtime and then shootout wins, the NHL has absolutely nailed it, in my opinion, across the board. They just have absolutely nailed it. I mean they did
3: do the red puck for a while. That was awesome the oh, glowing was, puck.
1: Oh, that was terrible. The glowing on TV. puck on Fox never should have gone away. Oh, that was awful. Should have never gone away. But of all the rule changes, everything that we've discussed, what are you taking? What are you leaving? The NBA play-in tournament or baseball seven-inning doubleheaders? Starting runners on second and extras? The 17-game NFL season? Only one team getting a bye in the NFL playoffs? Or even in hockey, 3-on-3 OT, shootout for the win. What are you taking? What are you leaving? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. What should stay with this new approach to sports in this country, on this continent? What should go? I'm really, Coquel, in favor of a vast majority of this. NBA play-in tournament? Give it to me. I absolutely love it. I, I I think it's going to be
3: great. Even if it's not Steph, it's already great, Ken. It's already great. You know why? Cuz LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing right now. If they yeah. if there was not yeah. this playing tournament, they would be 4 games up on the 8 seed and they wouldn't be playing. It's already done
1: its job. It's already done its job. That's a great point. Uh I'm even for the baseball 7 inning doubleheaders. I don't want to watch eight straight hours of baseball.
3: I don't. Seven inning games. Forget doubleheaders. Make the game seven innings and end baseball. Or not fixing baseball. We'll do that in July. Sorry. Yeah, right, right. But seven inning games. Doubleheaders? Sure. Make them seven innings. Yeah. Sure.
1: I just, I can't believe that we are, in, in a lot of our listeners' lifetimes, the baseball season was 150 games.
3: When Josh For- Cohen grew up, it was 128 games. <laughs> That's going three to five here uh-huh, on the but, ESPN 106 Uh and,
1: and and the gloves were like all separated at the fingers and everything, right? Like the old days, you had to catch it with two hands. Um, but also, too, like baseball, you know, in some of our listeners' lifetimes, there was no playoffs. Whoever won the pennant in each league went right to the World Series. I'd be totally fine with that being the case. Playoffs is a truly American sports thing. There there really is no other country in the world, especially uh, in the other hemisphere, the eastern hemisphere, that has any sort of
2: Okay. playoffs
1: Here for anything. Go I'm just saying Here we go, the way again. Europe does sports, particularly soccer, is the right way to do no, it. What playoffs are? All, what do you mean they do the World no. Cup? Isn't no, no, that no, no, playoffs? No. Because there's not enough reward for a team that was the best regular season team. There's just not, unless it's football, where now the team that had the best regular season record is the only team that gets into the second round of the playoffs. I'm good with that. I like that. What I didn't need, though, was a 17th NFL game. So I'm good with baseball 17 and doubleheaders. I'm good with the NBA play-in tournament. I don't, unless it was to play a rival every single year, I don't get the point of a 17th NFL
3: it's game. It's more football. What, what, what cl- don't you get? It's no, another, week of, another week of red zone. But
1: that's the closest thing to just a pure money grab. Red zone grab. To what the NCAA tournament did. No, Sit I don't on care. your couch, I don't eat care.
3: your tofu, and I watch the
1: red zone. I don't care about a 17th NFL game. I truly, unequivocally do not. I don't need it. We don't need a 17th game. The players don't need a 17th game. And the players came out, as they always do, on the wrong end of that because they're not
3: going to get paid fairly for a 17th game. I love that people at our station listen. Dean Thomas, you can hear on the home team's calling my cell phone right now to talk. Dean, we're on the air. Not that you can hear me. We're on the I'm air, in. Dean. Here's my thing. We've done this show for a month, right? Like a month. Hey, Dean, I'm on the air right now. I can't talk, okay, buddy? You just answered your phone?
1: All right, good. So this is, we've done this show for a month, okay? And... the. He said he'll hit us up later. There was a lot of excitement about it, and it's gotten to a point now where people around here at ESPN West Palm have just forgotten about it. They don't care. Send emails. Make phone calls. doesn't matter. And, actually, he- I'm going to call Dean at 3.30 today when he's on the air with the home team. I'm going to call him and see what happens.
3: Yeah, Dean, if you want to talk, call 888-760-3776. It's just ridiculous. If anyone's listening at the station, come to the window.
1: Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Of course, I mean it, it took one month, and everybody's just sort of I'm, I'm going to go watch a TikTok. They yeah. definitely TikTok. Like that's that's exactly what's happening. But what are you taking? What are you leaving with the? the someone called sports gimmicks. I call them. Rule changes: NBA play-in tournament, the seven-inning doubleheaders, baseball starting runners on second and extras, the seventeen-game NFL season, just one team taking a bye in the divisional round, or NHL three-on-three three in overtime and then shootout for the win. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. LeBron is it, it, he is really truly now like at a point in his career. Where he's just crotchety. No, like he's really not re- he's, he, just he comes off
3: as so crotchety. No, that's because you don't like him. He just speaks I'm his fine mind. With I love him. that he speaks his mind I, now. I love it
1: too. I, I absolutely believe in a lot of things that he believes in off the basketball court. But when it comes to basketball the amount of complaining, the amount of whining. What, what, what does of, he whine unfair. about? What does he whine about? I mean, he's he has spent an entire lifetime complaining he doesn't get calls. He's he spent does an because he doesn't. entire lifetime. Because he's bigger and
3: stronger than him. People would smack him across the head and no one would do no, anything. Case
1: in point was last year. I will not. I By the way, no one's come to the window still. I refuse. I refuse to play without fans. Not going to happen. Not LeBron James. And then Adam Silver calls him. Uh, hey, uh, LeBron, we uh, we're doing a bubble, and there's not going to be fans a lot. Uh, I I believe in Adam Silver, the commissioner, and uh, whatever he says. Yeah, that's good. So he like, was trying just stop to being be a- old and crotchety. No,
3: he was trying to be a man for the people, saying we need the fans. They're part of the game, and then he got told that that's not a good money yeah it's also. not happening N- nobody
1: nobody's told me about this nobody's told
3: me about these they should tell him. No,
1: no 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 LeBron can be an ambassador for what's happening on the court LeBron doesn't need to be the overseer of what's happening off the court he just doesn't you, buy into a front office role buy into a front hey, office Will, role. Well, let him, you know what? A,
3: oh really he's not an owner yet oh owner oh, team already LeBron that's where nope, you're going to go He
1: does He's part of ownership for Liverpool That, that, doesn't,
3: that doesn't help the that Lakers completely alienated their
1: fan base By trying to go to a Super League in Europe Good make, start
3: LeBron Yeah he did He tried to make Europe modern And make it real And no, have no, a real no, playoff no. system And have good teams And have real people interested in it No playoff Rather are than overrated. people herding goats In some small town What are you even talking about? The traditions of the small town Oh mm-hmm. they, they raised their pennies And they <laughs> bought their team and, and now they can't play anymore <laughs> like, Get over it Good teams Play. make money. Was that your Was that your
1: British impression? What was that? Was that your European impression? That was my whining proof. That right. was really my British bizarre. what a horrific effort on your part.
3: Oh, we, nobody cares about our soccer team oh, anymore. I, we, we're not good I, enough to get a TV deal now, because there's a
1: better team. I can't wait to do Coquel does a Scottish accent. Coquel does a Dutch accent. <laughs> and every single time, it's just that stupid whatever voice he just did. 888 760 Seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero 760 espn I love the NBA playing tournament. I'm all in. And as Coquel said, I mean, that was a perfect point. It's already working because it's forcing LeBron and AD to play. Maybe this wasn't the year to do it. Because of it, well, it, it, here's my only reasoning, because of the pandemic and because some of these schedules are so backloaded, it is, you could you could make the argument, I don't believe in this, but I you could make the argument that it's too taxing on these guys that are having to play 38, 39, 40 games on the back end uh, post-All-Star
3: break. I'm going to flip it around. The reason okay. they did this because they took away 10 games for that organization <laughs> to have a chance sure. to earn their way into the playoffs.
1: And that's the rebuttal. And that's the rebuttal to it. The play-in tournament is a good idea, and it should stay no matter what Mr. Crotchety himself, LeBron James, says. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. The greatest soap opera in America has absolutely nothing to do with what you'd see at noon on network television, and everything to do with a certain football team in Green Bay. He's Kocal. I'm Ken
0: LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888 760 3776 It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel.
4: I was born by the river. <sighs>
1: Coquel. Every time I look at you when this plays and you're just smirking at me, it drives me insane. This is a frustrating Tuesday here on Ken Levick Alive. He's Kocel. What, like, I'm Ken Levick. You don't come. like Sam
3: Cook? I
1: don't know. I mean, if people at lunch, do we want to be like, whatever? I don't. I don't care anymore. Subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe it, rate it, love it. Maybe not this edition, but love most of them. We'll have Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. He is our sports agent and sports law insider. About 12 minutes from now here on Ken Levick Alive, uh, Dean Thomas, who you hear uh, on uh, Josh Cohen and the home team, weekdays 3 to 5 here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I actually wrote it down. He decided that he was going to call uh, the sidekick, co-host, uh, producer Chris Coquel at 12.14 Eastern time, knowing that uh, Ken Levick Alive begins at noon. and uh, Dean has uh, decided to, uh, to to jump in here on Ken Levick Alive. Dean, you do, you understand that we're on the air at like 12.15, right?
4: Yeah, but I don't really respect your show, so I wanted to call and just be like, you know what, what's uh, up? Uh,
1: no, I and I, I do appreciate that. Uh, maybe I'll earn your respect at some point. What are you doing right now? No,
4: listen, I heard the coquel needed some training, so I wanted to make sure that he's got the proper attire because I want to come down and train him. But training for what? what? Well, I don't know
3: if we can say it on air right now, I just... Me and Coquel got business to tend to. Coquel, what's going on? All right, well, you know, there's some hot shot people that come into town every year and think mm-hmm. they're the star of this town, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. South Florida Fair, biggest event in the county, right? Yeah. Everybody loves the fair. It's coming up. We should be out there. Dean should be out there. But instead, they bring in these little swines that run around the track, and everybody thinks they're the star of the show. No, we're the star wait, of the show. Oh, so Hamlet and his buddies are gonna get it this year. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If I can gather that,
1: if I'm gathering this correctly, <laughs> you you are you're angry at the pigs who race at the South Florida Fair because you want to be out there get attention, and they're the ones who are the stars of the show. I, am I hearing this correctly?
3: Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm gonna get ready to beat them and embarrass them and eat their Oreo cookie at the end of the race, I need to bring in a big gun. I need Wait. to bring in a trainer. I'm bringing in Dean Thomas. What do you mean
0: beat
1: them? I, like You're
3: going to actually race them? If you're- that's what gets the clout, <laughs> if running around that track gets the clout, Wait. Ken, I'm going to do it. Wait, Dean, Dean,
1: so were you given any insight into this that you're going to be training Coquel for a pig race, for him to race pigs at the South Florida Fair? This is the 1st time hearing of this, and this is absolutely absurd. And Coquel has himself all oh, riled up about this. Are you aware that this is apparently what you're training Coquel for? Yeah, I know exactly what we're training for, and I love a hey, ham sandwich. So we're gonna go ahead and get, take care of this. So, wait, so Chris yep. Coquel is announcing here that he the South Florida Fair from the the fairgrounds in West Palm.
3: The fair starts May seventh, but the fourteenth is the day of the big race. So, uh,
1: okay, so uh, that's a Friday. Friday May fourteenth, Chris Coquel is going to be racing pigs. At the South Florida fair.
3: I'm actually How is this even possible? I'm actually moving into Dean's house with his fighters to train for this race. <laughs> That's right. I uh, got a room oh all set God. up for him and everything.
1: It's been it hasn't even been a month, and the show has already devolved into the apex of nonsense. Coquel is racing the pigs. The pigs at the South Florida fair, and Dean is training Coquel for this. Coquel. You've trained some of the biggest fighters in MMA. Dean Amanda has, N- I haven't.
2: <laughs>
3: did,
1: did I say you? Yeah. Oh, Dean, you, you, uh, Amanda Nunez, and uh, Tyron Woodley, and uh, name after name after name, uh, American Top Team, them out on your own, you know everybody, you work alongside Dana White, and now you've devolved to this? What what are they paying you for this? I,
4: I mean, this is ridiculous. This is a passion project for me, <laughs> you know, and tell. And Coquel is my homeboy. That's my man. So I want to make sure I take good care of him and make sure that we go ahead and handle this. You know, like, you know, they're giving these pigs all this credit, but what about us? So we're going to go ahead and handle this.
3: All right. Ham, build this, perhaps. Ken's not a part of our team. I don't want him uh, anywhere near our uh, team with man. jokes like that, Dean. Uh, I tried.
1: I'm trying yeah, to get myself in. All right. So uh, apparently this is happening. Dean Thomas will be training Chris Coquel, who is going to race... The pigs, the
3: actual racing pigs. pigs. There's one pig in particular, Hamlet, that struts around like he's the man. He's going down. (laughs) He's going down. Slam the ham. (laughs) We can't use
1: that. We cannot use that. Nope, nope. I I thought it would be a clever name for this. Nope, nope. We're not doing that. That That's the trouble. No, we're not. We'd slam the hams out. Um, But uh, Coquel is going to be racing the pigs at the South Florida Fair on May 14th. Is this happening during the show? Probably not. It'll probably happen during someone else's show, knowing the respect we get around here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Dean, uh, actually, it's good. I'm actually glad that you interrupted uh, the show and then called in because I would like to check in with you regularly to see how the training's going. And I am fascinated to see what you're going to have Coquel doing from a training standpoint because this is a little out of your realm. I don't think that Coquel's going to be applying a rear naked choke to a pig, he's actually going to have to be racing the pig. This is a little different realm for you. Yeah, it's a little different, but
4: listen, I understand competition. I, I know how competitors work. I understand how to play to a rule set. So I got Coquella. I got this all under control, man. Me and Coquella, we're going to go out there and just dominate the Pigs. Just understand this, Ken. And if you ever have a competition against Pigs, I got your back, too.
1: Man, oh, so, man. This is unbelievable. I'm sure Coquel will do just
3: swine. Is that better? No, oh, man. Oh, my God. You take him back to home, team, please. <laughs> All right, please I, take him back to I, home, team. I have team. two
1: weeks to workshop this. Uh, Dean, no. well, what, are, what are you doing today on the home team, Dean? Probably nothing. <laughs> we same thing. I do every day. We do
4: miss you, Ken. We do miss you. Oh, uh,
1: man. I miss you, too, brother. I appreciate it. We'll check in. Good luck with Coquel, okay? All right, now. We'll talk. All right, Dino. Uh, Dean Thomas, uh, Josh Cohen of the home team, weekdays 3 to 5 here on ESPN 106.3. You idiot.
3: What? You you are <laughs> what? So I'm standing up for you. I'm standing up for what? all these people who aren't listening, who still haven't come to the glass, like we asked if they're listening in the <laughs> station. I'm standing up for all of them.
1: So you are ju- just just a quick synopsis.
3: Standing up for Evan Cohen five to six, Jeanette Javier,
1: uh, I, Tina of the home team. But I don't want you racing for them. I want you racing for me. I want you racing for the show. I want you racing for noon to 1 every day. Noon supremacy. Evan doesn't need the attention. The home team doesn't need the attention. We're new. We're Josh new. Josh Cohen. Oh, we're no, smoking. my No, right to No, us? no, 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 no. Stick just keep it here. So, you want attention for the show.
3: The South Florida Fair is the biggest
1: thing going no, this time of year. It
3: should be they should be wanting us to bring them attention. It's the biggest event. They need to bring the biggest show. And they're going to bring these pigs out. Not having it, Ken. So you're going to try and overtake the pigs is the star attraction to the South Florida Fair by beating them in a race? Try. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass them in their field. And if they want to get tough, come on the show and be a co-host. But, I guarantee they can't do that either. But
1: the problem is, they don't race in a field, Coquel. They race in mud. Your footing, what are you wearing? Why I grew do you in the mud.
3: I eat mud. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I eat mud, and then when I'm still hungry, I eat more mud. Then I eat a pig's leg, and I wash it down with mud.
1: <laughs> Dan Campbell taught me that. Oh, man. This is... A complete circus. All right. Well, it looks like I've got plans then. May 14th. I'm going to be at the South Florida Fairground. South Florida Fair to watch Coquel. That's it. Between 12 and 1. The uh, race race happens.
3: 12 and 1. I just got the text. All right. Between 12 and 1, it's on.
1: Then I'm going to do play-by-play for it. And I'm going to have your back.
3: Okay? I'm going to have your back. I would hope so. I'm representing for us. I'm standing up for us. The people. (laughs) Uh, This is ridiculous. This
1: is absolutely ridiculous. But you're going to have to go ham. No. Okay. When we come back, Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, he is our sports agent insider and our sports law insider, and he'll attempt to bring some normalcy to this program. He's
0: Coquella, and I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. In downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica.
1: Your lunchtime nonsense rolls on. We'll have Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, in just a second. As soon as Cocal gets him up here. Our legal insider, our sports law insider, and our sports agent insider. And coming off the draft, uh, y- you know that it's busy and Pat's going to have a lot of insight with us. He joins us every Tuesday here on Ken Lavica Live. I uh, want to make sure that everybody knows about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If you listen to the show regularly, you do know about it. FAU MBA Sport Management Program, Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge over there. I've known him for a long time. And because of it, Dr. Reardon, I have met a lot of of his success stories at FAU, getting their MBA in sport management and then going on to successful careers in the sports industry. And uh, I, I've i highlighted him before, but I want to make sure that I'm highlighting again uh, a, a guy that I knew before he got into the FAU MBA sport management program and then getting an MBA in sport management uh, put him over the top and helped guide him to a career in sports, and it really—it's—it's it's cool to see because my buddy Gabe has really, really earned this, and he is now working in the film department for the Miami Dolphins. It's another success story. It is truly. Uh, it's a it's a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Not just everybody gets that sort of opportunity. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, making dreams happen, getting you into the sports industry. That's the path. If you were uncertain about it, that's how you do it. FAU.edu slash MBA Sports Summer Semester classes. Sign up now. Fall semester, whether it's remote courses or on campus, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Quickly, Joe in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levica Live. What's up, bud?
4: What's up, guys? First of all, I salute you. Uh, I salute the, the pig racing uh, for Crokelle. <laughs> I, I, I mean, how absurd not I, 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 I did not think I'd be talking about pigs today, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to change it up. My wife of 15 years or so, she grew up on a farm back in Texas. So you can imagine we've mm-hmm. had many conversations about the different animals that she... I mean, she picked cotton. She's done a lot of the stuff that I've never done that involves raising animals. And sure. one thing they had is pigs. And we've had a conversation more than once about a couple of pigs that would get out of the pig pen. First of all, Coquel, do you know how fast they can run?
3: <laughs> do you know how fast I can run?
4: <laughs> uh, well, let me ask let me, let me break it down for you. Let me help. If I can if I can contribute anyway, let me. can you run at least a seven minute mile?
3: Which yeah, is that's so not a I ran bleep. I ran a 645 mile. What? Okay, that calculates to about you don't, 11 miles an hour. It so was a car. It
1: Yeah, you can't even do that in your car, Coquel.
4: You're not even doing nope. 645 about, in your car. These pigs can run, I'll just tell you that. Because they, when they get out of their pen, it took a minute to get them back. Yeah. And there was always a couple that were faster than others. So I don't know if these are adult pigs or small baby pigs, but I if think, they're
1: adults, I think they're. I don't think they're the the big the big fat like adult pigs. I think these are sort of the tinier speedsters that can cut on mud. Coquel is face planning. We're going to have this entire thing videotaped as well, uh, and we're going to have. Li- I'll be doing play by play of it on the show then on May fourteenth, so you can listen live with that, oh, and yeah. we'll provide the video later. Okay. You better prepare to go about 12 miles an hour at least. That's <laughs> yourself out in a, oh, in a I vehicle. I That's absolutely it love it. That is so good. Appreciate the pig insight, Joe. That was actually a lot more valuable than I thought it would be. So Cotel again, is racing pigs at the South Florida Fair. May 14th. And yeah, there, Coquel. have you gotten an idea of what size these porksters are? Little pigs, big pigs, I don't care. <laughs> Bring
3: out all pigs?
1: That's it. Oh, God. Uh, what a transition into my I good ju- friend who's probably ah, mortified now. I was just now. about to say,
3: I need representation for the brace.
1: Oh, I should have waited for it. My God. Uh, trust me when I tell you, I don't think Pat Lawler wants <laughs> anything to do with this. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys, Pat Lawler. He is our sports agent and sports law insider, and he joins us at his usual time every week here on Ken Levick alive Alive uh, Pat, what, I mean this show is just complete nonsense and Coquel is racing pigs at the South Florida Fair um, did, from, would you ever advise a client of yours to ever, ever, ever do something like this unless they were desperate for a payday
2: desperate for a payday the <laughs> pigs always win I mean, the only pig scene I can remember is from my, one of my favorite movies recently, The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey, uh-huh. anybody who's seen it we know the famous pig scene so i'll leave it at that
1: <laughs> that's what stay coquel, away from the pig yep yep and that's what coquel has in store for him uh, pat thanks for uh, for joining us and again uh, pat lawler lawler and associates uh injury attorneys they help get you the compensation you deserve whether it's automobile boater motorcycle accident slip and fall or any personal injury matter they want to help lawler and associates they have the expertise the resources go to what to lawyer com. to lawyer for your free consultation. Let's start here on the draft, and uh, I suppose let's go with the higher-end picks, uh, and specifically in the first round. So you've been picked, you got the TV time, you met with the media. Uh, What does an agent do from here now in terms of starting to negotiate with the team? And I have to imagine it's a lot easier now than it was 15 years ago because there's a a rookie cap.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a lot easier, although, uh, as you know, recently... The team's try and throw in different provisions in the contract, even though, as you know, that's slotted, yeah. and the signing bonus amount is slotted. They, uh, they do try and put in some language if the player gets traded, try and recoup some of that money. That's why generally you see the first-rounders not sign until close to uh, when they start actual camp in of July. It's changed somewhat, but every year they try and put something new in there so, with negotiating, I mean, you want to see, and uh, working with the NFLPA, are they trying to put any new language in there? One thing a lot of your viewers might not, or listeners might not know, is that in the first round, all four years, uh, they have four year contracts, but not all four years for every first round are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Usually up to the 16th to 20th pick, all four years are fully guaranteed. And after that, a lot of teams try to negotiate with only three years fully guaranteed. So, that's where some of the negotiations, you look at the players from like, 15 to 32, maybe 20 to 32, that's something you got to be concerned with. Those players want to get all four years guaranteed uh, versus having one not, although usually 95% of them make it through four years. And every one of them got a fifth-year option. So with those, the big-time guys, you're trying to see what's out there, but obviously you'd like to get them under contract as soon as possible because there's not a lot of negotiation that goes on with those guys, maybe workout bonuses or other things, but not much outside of the, the amount that's slotted.
1: Here with Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Pat is making sure that you get the compensation you seek for personal injury matters. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com and has been uh, an agent of some of the the biggest stars in the the NFL. And uh, this one hits close to home for me, Pat, and I know you too, um, because of your relationship with FAU, me being the longtime play-by-play voice of FAU, uh, Leighton McCarthy, B.J. Emmons, they were under free agent signings fau generally has those uh each season each draft cycle if e- there isn't a year where there are some fau draftees what is that like because that's such a mad dash after things wrap up on saturday what is that like for agents how much do agents actually come into play when these teams are are, are trying to populate their roster with the undrafted free agents
2: well, agents are very active, I and mean, we're active towards the end, throughout the entire process, particularly towards the end of the seventh round. You're contacting teams, and their team reps are contacting you. They have a limited pool of money. They're interested in your players, and it's like it's kind of the thing from, uh, you know, uh, Ocean's 11. I need a yes or no answer now. They'll give you a certain sum of money, which isn't a lot. You want it or not. Yeah. And you got to take it. You can't be picky because by the time they get back to you, you get back to them. That money's gone, and the 90-man roster's been filled. So... You take what you get. If you got a few out there, they always said it's a high end undrafted free agent. That's usually a quarterback or something else to put a little more money on. But there's not a lot of money, and you want to get them signed, get them into the rookie minicamp, and where they can prove themselves to start and at least be on the 90 man through all the offseason training.
1: Uh, I want to put you in the shoes of Dave Dunn. That's Aaron Rodgers' agent. <laughs> this is a stalemate now between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, the Packers want Aaron Rodgers but they have not done according to Rodgers the necessary things to keep him around Aaron Rodgers pretty blunt that he does not want to return coming off an MVP season obviously a future first ballot hall of famer you're Dave Dunn Aaron Rodgers agent what in the world are you doing right now
2: I'm looking to get him traded because if you look at his contract he had 98 million in guaranteed he's 80 million into it and he only has 18 million left in the net in the last two years coming up 22 and 23 it's 25year base so he wants to get traded to a new team to do a, another long-term deal I mean how many years does Aaron Rodgers has have left you can't put a timetable look at Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers is, is in just as good shape as, as Brady in yep. terms of throwing the football yep um, the problem is is that he doesn't want to be there and he's not going to be there I mean the same thing happened for Brett Favre. They they signed Jordan love they got to make a change at some point Now's a good time to get some of the money off the books, trade him, pick up a tremendous amount of draft picks, whoever wants them, and go with it. But, you know, David Dunn's in a great position right now because uh, Rodgers' contract is coming up. I mean, if he had stayed with the Packers, he would have done a long-term deal with a lot of money. But now he can go to a new team which wants to win, whether it's the Broncos or other teams, and they'll pay him a ton of money.
1: Uh, so it, it sounds like you think that uh, Rogers' side, David Dunn, Aaron Rodgers, they they hold the cards here. They they have the leverage here. When things are eventually worked out, Aaron Rodgers is likely going to get what he wants.
2: Yeah, I do. I think because the fact is is that you don't want an unhappy quarterback. Now, when you get into camp, you get fined fifty grand a day for not being there, you know, and it's not refundable. I don't think they'll get that far. They're going to cut a deal because there's plenty of teams out there that could use Aaron Rodgers. And my bottom line looking at it is you got Jordan Love for a reason, is that you want to start transitioning into a new quarterback in Green Bay. Uh, it hurts. It hurts the Packers bad, but they did it once before, and they'll do it again, yep. and they're pushing the timetable. Now's the time. Yeah, this
1: that's sort of the point we've been making all week, is that this is not uncharted territory with uh, an unhappy – uh, older, legendary quarterback with this franchise. They've been there before, and it looks like this is how it's going to happen again as we talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, whattolawyerup.com, And Pat hangs out with us every Tuesday, giving us his sports agent and sports law insight. I do want to hit from a legal perspective something that we're all really going to experience as the summer progresses and then into the fall with football, and that is full stadiums full arenas especially in this state we're there we are hurtling towards that uh and uh, whether it's fau whether it's the swamp up in gainesville whether it's any venue in this state we're going to see full capacity um what are leagues what are teams what are stadiums doing to avoid liability in case something unfortunately turns into a covid super spreader event
2: well, I think the situation, first of all, trying to prove you got COVID from one of these venues would be extremely difficult. Sure, sure. Number one. Number two, you'd have to put a waiver. Most tickets, like we do a cruise ship or a game, you have tickets on there that, that, that uh, issues are inherent in the game. Obviously, inherent in going to a stadium at this point, which is completely full, is, is getting COVID. Uh, that could be on the ticket, that could be at all the entrances. Now, obviously, you have ticket brokers and, and situations like that, that they have to be not, notified. A waiver is, is good to some extent, but generally, it's just something that everybody knows about. It's not something that's new to everybody. And our government here in the state has protected most of the businesses from any lawsuits from COVID. So if any state is going to go full force with a full stadium, it's going to be Florida. And I think uh, putting a waiver on a ticket just as a precautionary measure or putting notices at the entrance to the stadium. Uh, and I, one of the things I think, Ken, is with this, with, I know they have the, the vaccines. I mean, I think if you get some type of notice that you're vaccinated, these venues should give you discounts.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I I was going to ask you about that. If a stadium or if a team went that route where they have special seating for people that can prove they're vaccinated or discounts for whether or not they're vaccinated. And I know in in other states there are plans for that. But here in Florida, Governor DeSantis has been very anti-vaccine passport. Is that something that the state would maybe step in on, though, and claim that that's a vaccine passport?
2: I don't think so, because you're giving everybody access to the arena. You're not stopping them. You're not vaccinating. Sure. You're just making them sit in specific sections. There's no equal protection problem for everybody who comes to a Dolphin game or goes to a Gator game or goes to a concert. In other words, if you went to the, uh, I think, I think center up there, the concert, they had one section that's on the, the lawn, which are vaccinated. The other one is not, per se. You're not giving anybody any special treatment. You're just giving them a certain section. I don't see a problem with that. I, I think the state will not step in because everybody has equal access to get into the arena.
1: That is really, really good insight Uh, and something that I had not thought about. And perhaps that's a a step that some of these places take, whether it's Hard Rock Stadium or FAU Stadium or any place here in the state of Florida. Pat Lawler joins us every Tuesday for good reason. He is our sports agent and sports law insider. Again, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys pat lawler getting you the money the compensation you deserve in personal injury matters go to want to lawyer up.com that's wanttolawyerup.com. to lawyer up.com pat you're the best brother i appreciate it we'll talk next tuesday okay
2: uh talk to Cal. if he's injured i know a good lawyer
1: <laughs> <laughs> will do and i think an injury is almost a certainty with the way this uh this is going to go down during training thanks pat appreciate it bud All right, guys, be good. All right, Pat Lawler. Again, Lawler and Associates, Personal Injury Attorneys. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. If you have any more pig insight, we'd love to get it. Chris Coquel has announced that he is racing the pigs at the South Florida Fair on May 14th. The fair begins May 7th. Coquel, Friday afternoon, May 14th, on this radio show. We'll be racing the pigs that's what this show has been reduced to. That's what Coquel, who had such grand dreams of radio greatness, has been reduced to. And me, I'm just along for the damn ride. <laughs> He's Coquel. I'm Ken
0: Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levick and Chris Coquel. Ah, the biggest soap opera,
1: the most highly rated soap opera comes out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I cannot get enough of it. I am a daily viewer. Before we get to that, I just want the world to know uh, that I don't care who, um, but I just want the world to know that my wife would understand, hey, Bill Gates or Melinda Gates, give me a call, okay? I'd be a great partner. Either one. I'd be a great partner. doesn't matter. I'd be a great partner, and my wife would understand. I'm just saying, Bill, Melinda, if you need some company, call this guy. (laughs)
3: Half of it. half of half. I'll take half of half.
1: <laughs> call 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 us. Just trust me. Okay, we we are really. You fun guys to can be pick around. which
3: one of us you have. Yeah, the yeah. The other exactly. one gets the other. You
1: can draft us. I don't care. Draft who? Which one of us you want? But Bill Melinda, don't pass up on this opportunity. Ken Levicka, we're vaccinated. We're, you already control me. Exactly. According, according
3: to some people, yeah. you already have mind control over yeah, me. You've, What's already, the
1: you've already microchipped us. We're yours. I'm Ken Lavica, He's Coquel here on ESP on 106.3 oh boy so uh, yesterday it continued the non-stop saga of Aaron Rodgers and company in what we here on Ken Levick Alive is labeling the greatest soap opera on the planet
4: as the cheese turns <laughs> this portion brought to you
1: today by FAU MBA Sport Management Program, oh FAU.edu/slash MBA Sport. And by Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Boy, I'm not proud of that. All right, just a quick insight. When I when I was told that I was going to receive this opportunity to, do the, to 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 do this show, I was told, "Oh, you can use all resources, and uh, you can you can you can be a, as as creative as you want." And so, uh, what we do is we come up with these production ideas, and we go to this conclave here at ESPN West Palm, and we say, "Hey, uh, we have this idea. Can you put this together for us?" And that is what came back. Can we hear that one more time? Are we did we pay for that, Coquel? <laughs>
3: We don't even get paid ourselves. I mean, good lord.
0: As the cheese turns, (laughs) this portion brought to you today by...
3: Now, are we sure that they wanted it to be brought to you by them before I play it again? No, I don't think
1: think that they were given any sort of heads up that uh, that was coming. I didn't even think that maybe they wouldn't want to be associated with something as poor as what that turned out to be. Well, too bad.
3: This portion brought to you today by
1: FAU MBA Sport Management <laughs> Program, FAU.edu/slash MBA Sport. And by Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Do we have first graders doing our production? Is this like a grade school internship? What the hell was that?
3: I'm racing pigs, and I'm now embarrassed from
1: that. (laughs) That was miserable. So this tweet yesterday came from Devontae Adams, all-world Packers wide receiver, super cryptic, super subtweet, and he tweeted the following, got to appreciate what you got while you got it. Uh -oh, Oh, God. How good is that? If you're a Packers fan and you read that, your stomach immediately falls because you've been to this point. You're just trying to deny that there is such a a deep, deep divide that Aaron Rodgers is never going to put a Packers helmet on again. But then when you have Devontae Adams tweeting about this, and that tweet, Coquel, when I read that, that siding with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, that is a clear, I have your back, you've helped make my career – And I get it if you're gone. That's bad news for the Packers. Bye-bye, Aaron. that is bad, bad news. But then, old man Terry Bradshaw had some thoughts on the situation when he joined WFAN yesterday. And here's old man Terry on Aaron Rodgers.
2: Does Rodgers have a right to be this upset with the Packers?
0: With him being that upset shows me just how weak he is. Who the hell cares who you draft? Here's what I'd do. I wouldn't budge. Let him gripe. Let him cry. Retire. You're 38. Go ahead and retire. See you later. I mean, I'm really strong about stuff like that. And it just makes him look weak. In my way of looking, it makes him look weak. You know, how dare you draft somebody or, you know, uh, I played better. What did he say? I played better than they thought I would. Or I, I, I don't know. Oh, me being the MVP really screwed him, you know, really messed him up.
1: Well, it it did. It, it it definitely did. I don't know what Terry Bradshaw's angry about. He might not like that Aaron Rodgers is sensitive, but which one is it for the the football meatheads, Coquel? Is it Trevor Lawrence who says, oh, I, I can't generate a chip on my shoulder. That's just not me. Or is it, because that was wrong, or is it Aaron Rodgers who clearly can put a chip on his shoulder and perform off of that. Which one is wrong here? Which one is wrong? Is Aaron Rodgers too competitive, or is Trevor
3: Lawrence not have enough of a chip on his shoulder? That that seems very hypocritical there. Go away, Bradshaw. Come on. Quarterback from the 19, what was he, Nineteen early 80s, late 70s? Like, yeah. You have nothing to do with any of this. You're a rambling fool who's lucky. To, you should hope he shouldn't retire because he'd be a lot better at your job than you are. Aaron Rodgers would fit right into one of those booths. You're going to tell me one of them wouldn't replace Terry Bradshaw with, oh, with, with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers they, could, could, they would do it in a yeah. second.
1: Yep. Aaron Rodgers could have a fruitful broadcast career.
3: After he finishes, while he does Jeopardy, and makes, <laughs> and, like he's not worried about retiring. He's set for life anyway.
1: I just love when it, these old players weigh in on matters like this, and of course they take the team side because back when they played – There was no instance where players could stand up for themselves ever. They had no say in anything. They were at the complete will of ownership. They were at complete will of the team. And the NFL still tries to stifle the player and their individual fight to make as much money as possible. The NFLPA is the weakest players association, the weakest union in North American professional sports. And Aaron Rodgers is looking out For him, he doesn't like the situation in Green Bay, whatever the reason. He wants one final twilight. He wants to get away from Green Bay and play somewhere else for the remaining seasons of his career, and he's standing up for himself. God forbid. God forbid. But here comes the wrath of Terry Bradshaw. That'll do it for us here. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Wait, no, no, no. No,
3: we're not leaving it. Who is Terry Bradshaw on? What channel? WFAN. No, no. what channel is he on TV? Yeah, well, he was on CBS, so he left one from one to the other. He started with CBS. So Bradshaw's True. a complete hypocrite because this is a business just like everything else in the world. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that has to be out there. Playing sports professionally is a profession. It's a business, Bradshaw. You left one business for the other, so can Aaron Rodgers. Brother, that was a great point. That's a great way to end it.
1: Excellent. You came a long way from announcing your racing pigs at the South Florida Fair. Hamlet, I'm coming. <laughs> For Coquel, I'm Ken Levitka. We've been live on ESPN 1063. Bye.